0: Hello everybody, I'm Matt McCutchee and you are listening to the Jazz Podcast. Buddy, Jazz's online editor Matt Mikuti here, welcoming you to a new episode of our podcast series of conversations with some of the most amazing artists on the jazz and creative music scene today. A series that we simply like to call the Jazz's Podcast, and is brought to you in conjunction with Jazz's Vinyl Club, a series of vinyl compilations carefully curated by the Jazz's editors, and that is an absolute must for lovers of jazz and vinyl alike. Avi Adrian is one of the most prominent and influential pianists and jazz players in Israel. A unique interpreter in his field, Adrian has an extensive performance record as a soloist and in a variety of jazz ensembles. A passionate autodidact, Adrian is also a fine trombonist and has been the conductor for the IDF Orchestra during his service in the Israeli army. He has collaborated with several of the greats and has received much recognition for his music, including the 2007 Israeli Prime Minister Award for Jazz Composers. His latest release is the second album from the Songs from a Dream Project, which highlights and celebrates the wonderful creativity of Adar Broshi, a young visionary musician, composer and multidisciplinary artist who died of cancer at the age of 19. Aside from showcasing Adar's music and creativity, part of the project's mission is to raise awareness of childhood cancer and, on a musical level, this album also aims to create the ultimate piano trio sound experience. Lots to talk about, so let's get going. Fire up an Audio and listen to the audio waves as they fly through the air. This is the Jazzers Podcast. Hello, Avi. Welcome to the Is podcast. Hello, Matt.
1: How are you?
0: I'm very well, and it's a pleasure to meet you. And thank you very much for joining us once again. You know... One of the ways that I like to begin these podcasts uh, is by breaking the proverbial ice, (laughs) so to say, uh, by asking the artists that I speak with to share a memory with us, like an early childhood memory that when they think back to it, they realize that maybe that's where it all began for them. That's when they began to think that that's, you know, that they'd like to become a musician when they grew up. So was there a moment like that for you that you could share with us?
1: Yeah, I think it was uh, uh, in a, an early age. I was maybe about five, and I was uh, crazy about drumming, drum, drums, crazy drums. And uh, my father saw me. You know, we went to uh, weddings and stuff like this, and uh, and I was like, uh, you know, mesmerized. You see, us, you can say. When I saw the drummer, you know, it was like magic. And I wanted to play, all the time I felt music. And uh, in some point, I was, I think, about, uh, I was a drummer. And then uh, my father bought me an organ. And uh, I started to play an organ by ear. You know, it's kind of feeling that uh, music is choosing you.
0: Two things from the short story that you just told us uh, that I that, that I want to kind of, uh, you know, ask you more about. First of all, uh, the drums. Uh, how happy was your father that with all the instruments, you know, it had to be the drums that you were fascinated with? Because whenever I ask musicians, you know, what, what instrument they fell in love with, uh, they were like, you know, I love the drums, but my parents were never going to let me have a drum kit in my house. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> You see, I I think till the point he saw that I was very serious, he bought me the drums when I was uh, nine or eight years old, I think. Yeah, eight or nine. And uh, when he saw, he told me this day, uh, the day he bought me the drums, he told me, hey, you want the drums? And I was like crazy, yes, sure, let's go. And uh, he, he bought the drums and and I was trembling, really trembling. He thought, maybe I'm sick or something. He told me, what happened? I told him, uh, I'm very excited. I'm excited, you know, I'm like the... uh, Yeah, and I played with him. He was an accordion player. And we played uh, some party and it was great. We used to play every Friday. Till the point that uh, one day I came home, and uh, I didn't so I didn't see the uh, the drums. I told him where are the drums. He said, he told me uh, I sell them. I told him okay. So what now? Uh, today we are going to buy you a, an organ. You'll play the organ
0: okay.
1: because I played accordion also.
0: Well, it sounds like you came from a musical family. Would it be fair to say that you came from a musical family?
1: Actually, I'll tell you a secret. My father came from Morocco. And in Morocco, he told me that he didn't like the culture. He was into classical music. And when he he was alone in his room, he was listening to classical music and dreaming that his son will be a musician. And when his brother came to to the room, he changed the... The radio station, you know, to Arabic songs.
0: So, from an early age, you were exposed to different kinds of music, then it sounds like.
1: Yeah, I was into ma- into pop music.
0: Yeah, of course. <laughs> Not yeah.
1: into classic, but later I learned the trombone.
0: Well, two different, really different instruments. That's, that's interesting because you bring up a good point. You know, you're known for uh, piano and trombone. Why is it that you that it was these instruments in particular, and also I'm particularly intrigued by the trombone I mean it sounds like you wanted to learn you know that no, difference but the purpose, also in turn the, yeah. the
1: purpose was to play a saxophone. My father wanted me to play a saxophone, oh. but at the uh, at the youth orchestra, they didn't have a uh, trombone players, so they told me, hey, you play trombone you play trombone it's a good instrument <laughs> I play trombone. <laughs> I like it. I, I, I had a very good teacher. His books is in, in the world. His name is Eliezer Aharoni. Eli Aharoni. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, was, he, he was a member of uh, a symphony orchestra in uh, Jerusalem and a good, uh, we became friends also. He's older than I, but um, he was an excellent teacher, really. The yeah. piano came later the piano came later well, I played by ears, and I refused to play classical music because of the discipline you know and uh, which uh, I had to do later you know the, the discipline and the practice and everything but I, I wanted to be free to improvise that was my
0: goal aha uh-huh. so maybe that is that why you gravitated towards jazz
1: yeah really yeah. The jazz, you know, um, was like a, a light, lightning, a, a flash of light. You know, when I was uh, 16, I think, 16, yet, 1976, I went to a really good uh, jazz show, and I couldn't, uh, I was amazed, you know, I was, you know. I felt like flying. I told, I told myself, I want to do these things to improvise. That's my own, my goal from now, to improvise, just improvise by ear. And I was an autodidact, you know, uh, kind of.
0: So, uh, you know, another thing that you mentioned uh, in your previous answer is that music chose you. And to me, that sounds there, therefore, that, you know, there's a spiritual side uh, to... Your music,
1: I tell you, it's a a wonderful thing. What happened with music, Uh, rather than uh, you know, learning mathematics or history in school, in music it was like thing was things were dropping to your head quickly, and you understood them. I was dreaming and and thinking about music. You know, I, I learned in the music academy. The high school. I remember at age of fourteen, I decided to, to learn very good uh, theory and harmony to be a good student and not to be lazy, you know, just improvise. And I wanted to know things also, so I learned uh, the basic very good. Later on, I played, You know, I arrange for for orchestras I was in the army band as as an arranger and uh, as a trombone player also and as a conductor also in the army band when I was uh, 18.
0: So, you know, uh, one of the things that I used to do is I used to host a podcast series uh, on Jazz Is called Jazz Is Travel, where we like to talk about the jazz and creative music scenes of different parts of the world. And I'd like to return in part to this concept because we're talking about your formative years, your early years as a musician when you were just starting to get known and you were also starting to connect with other musicians and so on and so forth. What was the music scene like uh, where you were in, in Israel? And was it a good place for you to be as a flourishing musician? Uh,
1: yeah, I grew up in, in Jerusalem. Yeah. And there was, uh, or oh, did remember, it's very good, uh, a small theater named Par God. The manager was a very spiritual man. And he used to host in the club, a uh, jazz musician every Wednesday. There was a jam session. There. And that time I was in the army. And before that, we saw a, a lot of performance. Uh, a good musician, the best musician in Israel for jazz. And there, you know, I got the spirit. I, 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 it was very interesting because uh, we were a, a bunch of friends, musicians. That we, it was like, uh, a religion, you know, the music. We, we we were very serious about hearing and trying to play and improvise. I had Oded was in the scene, and a, I have friends there, drummer and guitar players and bass player, uh, so on. And there were also festival in Jerusalem, small festival, jazz festival, and somehow. Jazz was, uh, you know, the spirit. But I, rather than jazz, I mean, I, 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 as a musician, a professional musician, I used to work with singers in Israel, famous singer in, singers in Israel. The atmosphere was uh, in this, in the years of uh, 74, 5, 6, 7, I think the 80s, it was very uh, special. We we really loved music and uh, you know every new record of Chi And Andrew McLaughlin, and Weather Report. We were sitting and listening and trying to analyze what they are doing and and uh, in this theater also once came a Polish group and they played wow 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 they played so good there you know and later on that uh, the manager of the, this theater mm-hmm. arranged a, a small group and we went to Sacramento to play in a festival, in a jazz festival uh, in Sacramento I was a trombone player and we are supposed to play uh, Dixieland and I can tell you some short story, very funny story when we played, there was so good you know, American musician and we played, and we played, and a guy from uh, from the orchestra the Amer- uh, came and said to me, "It was very good, but it's not excellent." <laughs> and so we started to play Jewish songs, <laughs> you know, the Hasidic song and uh, this kind of stuff, and the audience went crazy about it. I mean it's not our shoes, you know we didn't grow up with uh, this kind of music it was uh, like imitation or uh, mimic (laughs) I don't know Um, but uh, it was a nice experience to be in Sacramento, to see great bands there I think it was uh, 1985
0: yeah was that the first time that you had uh, played your music abroad? yes The track you are hearing is from Songs from a Dream 2 by Avi Adrian. Each of its tracks reflects and fuses different inspirations of the young composer Adar Broshi, who grew up in three different continents, Europe, the Middle East and North America, and was exposed from an early age to many musical styles, from Bach and Mozart to Thelonious Monk and Stevie Wonder, from Israeli folk music and flamenco and beyond. Speaking about the record, Adrian said in an official statement that the work stemmed from a real passion to express Ada's imagination and I enjoyed every moment of the process. We'll talk more about the album in the second part of our conversation with Avi Adrian, but first, I wanted to remind you that if you love jazz and vinyl, you should check out Jazz's Vinyl Club a new series of vinyl compilations carefully curated by the Jazz is editors and featuring some of the most exciting jazz artists from yesterday and today that we cover in the print version of Jazz is and these Jazz is podcasts go to jazzis.com and click on join vinyl club and now back to the second part of today's Jazz podcast with Avi Adrian other thing that comes to mind when, uh, when we think about your music is, you know, certainly one of the things that is renowned about your work is it often aims to also communicate messages to people. And this is certainly the case of uh, your songs from a dream project, which I'd really like to ask you about later. But I also wanted to ask you, you know, we talked about the music itself and we even talked about, you know, the spirit, some of the spiritual dimension. But what about music that communicates messages? You know, uh, you know, because music is something that can give you pleasure with its beauty, with its with its sounds, but then it also tells stories. It talks about important things. When did you realize that music could also have this power?
1: Uh, I think when I first I heard the, uh, Anko and Chick Corea and later on a. Uh, well, the report, you know, um, there was a kind of, I don't know if it's spiritual things to say, but you, I could feel that they are talking language and understanding the language. Later on in my ears, I understand, you know, in order to get a, a language in music, you have to... To know the vocabulary and to know stuff and things like this, but what I really realized later on was uh, with my meeting with Joe Zawinul from Weather Report. It was a very spiritual thing because I dreamt, I dreamt that I I, I, I met him and we are in a water. After year, I got called that there I was in. A Red Sea festival performing and Zawinul, Joe Zawinul were there and we met and I took him to with my friend in the car to different places and we swam with the we swim with the dolphins and it was the same thing that I dreamed. It was the dream come true. I, I saw it this was my dream. <laughs>
0: Sounds like he manifested it, yeah. Yeah, uh, Joe Zowin and
1: you know, I was crazy about Joe. You know, we were friends. He told me, "Man, I, I feel you are a friend of mine." Like for twenty-five years, there was something spiritual between us. Really, I can say, uh, no, no, is it? But about what you are asking, it, he could uh, deliver his message. But it's not like kind of a verbal thing. It's spiritual things that connect with is is dancing, is moving, is rhythm, uh, it, the taste, the coolness. You know, he, he could say a thing about uh, Nelson Mandela in his song, okay? But is it was like a connector, like. The good vibe they got, but they speak a language. They speak, they speak music. You know, John McLaughlin got um, a record. He called him uh, "Music Spoken Here." They are really speaking the language with a lot of taste and space, and understanding, understanding the time and the space inside the music.
0: Well, thank you for telling us uh, about your dream at Joe Zawinul too, because that gives me the perfect segue. Uh, to begin talking about uh, songs from a dream this is another fascinating project and it's you know a recent project of yours uh, and I know that this project aims to raise awareness of something that is very important and that it has an amazing story behind it too uh, but I'd like to you know let you tell us in your own words uh, can you introduce it for us and tell us about its story a little bit
1: you know I was uh, very connected to oh that is uh, my best friend and his son, Adar, was my student. He was my first student. And I loved him so much, really. I loved the family. We were hanging together in holidays. And After the death of Adar, I came like, you know, and said, I told to Odette, let's do something. And Odette wants to do also something. He thought about it too. And we promised ourselves that we are going to do it. Okay, Oded was the producer, Oded, the producer of the album is Oded Washi, and his son, that wrote the music, named Adar. And I, I told Oded that I want to do something, It's memory of Adar. Oded felt uh, like me, and we start uh, looking at the materials that Adar left. And, uh, you know, Adar wrote a beautiful music that combined uh, a lot of styles, like Hebrew, uh, Jewish song, Jewish type, flamenco, uh, pop kind, blues, jazz. And I found, I think it's the most interesting uh, experience I had, even spiritually, at the studio. I was really into the music.
0: So you were channeling the music,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Every tune was uh, was unique, you know. I played the tunes, and like, sometimes it was it played like uh, small ideas or um, unfinished ideas. Most of the time, finished ideas, but I felt that there is a place. There is a place to uh, be part. Or, or some lines. I tried to figure his uh, Adar language, Adar what he thought, what what was his world, what he thought about music, how he felt music. I had very very spiritual connected connection with Adar, really.
0: And it kinda goes back to what you were saying earlier about music as a language, you know? When you say that you were trying to understand, you know, the feelings of the music, but also what he felt about music in general, art, life, it almost sounds like music was that bridge, you know, that language that could help you do that.
1: Yeah, I can give you an example. Uh, if you wrote some uh, Jewish line, I could understand the language, um, the, the humor in the language, what he meant, you know, his statement kind of where it, uh, he wrote along a Jewish line, Hasidic-type line. But I felt that seeing, he saw it from a different angle, a different uh, place. So I tried to understand what he meant, see, in the music. And Odette helped me, his father, the producer, helped me a lot with understanding what Adar uh, really felt and wants.
0: Was it? Uh, was there a part of it that was uh, a healing process, too?
1: Really, you know, in the studio, I can say, there was a, a moment that I, I was very alone. And I thought about Adar. And I felt like Adar is saying, go ahead, man. Do it, it's okay. There is a green light for you. Go, go. And I felt suddenly very comfortable and with a lot of uh, confidence. confidence. There is a light for Madara to the project, you know, he's with us. And we are doing an historic (laughs) thing, a very (laughs) historic moment, you know.
0: Here's a kind of a simple question, but, you know, we talked about dreams earlier and this album is titled Songs from a Dream. What's the meaning of the title?
1: Ah, in the song Due to Love... I thought dreamt that he's is, that is sing a, a gospel a choir. So this is the meaning of songs from a dream. But all the atmosphere is, is really from a dream. It's kind of a dream feel.
0: So correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I'm right. <laughs> uh, the fir- there's two albums so far that's been released in this project. Is there any significant differences between the first and the second album? And also, will there be a third album?
1: I think that uh, will be a third will come. Yeah, I can say one thing that the the songs are one unit. All the songs are one unit, and we kind of divided it to keep going. There is a difference, I think, because the, at the first album, songs from a dream, the drumming was type of. a uh, Rock, funk, rock-oriented, much more than uh, the second one. Uh, the second one was more jazzy type, but the drum feel and the kind of drummer that we we choose was uh, rock-oriented a bit, a bit, you know.
0: Uh, always within the 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 kind of trio setting.
1: Yeah, trio is the.
0: Of Let yeah. me ask you this, actually, because of course you've worked it, you know, throughout your career within several configurations, several several settings. But here we hear you working within the jazz trio uh, setting. What is it about the, you know, the piano trio that you like as a musician?
1: I used to listen a lot of to a lot of trio music since Bill Evans, you know. I think the main rhythm section is the, this trio of piano, bass and drums, you know, the heart of the music is the, the, the rhythm and the harmony, I like the sound, yeah, even though I like to play a, a lot of, uh, now, uh, piano solo, you can hear different things, you know, uh, with piano solo, but I like to play a lot in the uh, trio. Yeah.
0: I like the way you said that's the heart of the music the piano, the bass and and the drums in a way that that's very true that's very true
1: you know Joe Zawinol used to say if you don't hear the bass and drum the hell with the music <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: great that's great enjoyed our conversation with avi adrian and i remind you that songs from a dream 2 his latest album is available now in addition i also wanted to let you know that adar Broshi was a talented filmmaker and animator and that you can currently see his 34 minute long film adrian's dream which he completed while being hospitalized for cancer on youtube and if you love jazz and vinyl be sure to check out our jazz's vinyl club Join the club and we will send you four premium limited edition color vinyl albums mailed directly to you. Just go to Jazzes.com and click on Join Vinyl Club for more. And as music from Songs from a Dream 2 plays us out, I encourage you to keep an eye out for more Jazzes podcasts, our print magazine and other great content available to you in our regularly updated website, Jazzes.com. And if you like what you see, you can always subscribe for more. Till the next time. This is Matt McOtie signing off. See you soon.